up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 55, here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? I am still buzzing. I am still buzzing. Man, was that a week of football, and uh, I'm just going to throw it right out to you. <laughs> Who you got? Real Madrid or Liverpool? Damn, boy, but that's the start that people want to see. And look, right at the start, we're going to go Champions League predictions over here, and I am going to say... I am edging with Liverpool. And I have a reason why, people. I've got a reason why. But yes, I gotta say it. What a two legs that was. Real Madrid mm -hmm. against mm -hmm. Man City. I gotta say, the best two legs of football I've seen in the past four or five years. Definitely, definitely in the Champions League. So big up to City, to being a worthy adversary, to the biggest and the best team in the history of football because the Champions League say it, Real Madrid. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my goodness. I, I, I think, I mean, think about who they had to get through, mm -hmm. Real Madrid. I mean, we're talking PSG, we're talking Chelsea, and we're talking Manchester City. And now they've got to vanquish Liverpool. And, I, I, you know, after recent Premier League results mm -hmm. and things like that, I'm going to have to... Be Real Madrid fan here. I, I think, I think, I, I shouldn't say I'm going to be their fan. I have to say that Real Madrid is coming into this with momentum. Mm -hmm. They already have La Liga tied up. Mm -hmm. um, hell, hell, they got uh, Jesus Vallejo on True. the field. Um, you know, <laughs> you're, you're talking about a, a, a kid that I didn't even know still existed in many places. No, FM, no offense to him. FM legend. But they got, I know, they got him on the field uh, five minutes in that game. Uh, but they also got him a start versus Espanyol. I don't know if he played um, in their game versus Atletico over the mm -hmm. weekend. But when it comes down to it, I feel like Real Madrid only has to focus on what? True. The Champions, Champions League final. And if this were like Pep in the Champions League final, I would say uh, he's going to overthink it and he's going to tr uh, truly blow it. But I believe that this is Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, he's He's won them before. True. Um, and, and I honestly believe that Real Madrid will will get it done. I think Liverpool has the better team, but the but having the better team, and mm -hmm. we're gonna go through it. Mm -hmm. Having the better team does not guarantee the better true. team wins. True. Okay. I, true. Um, I'll give but, it to yeah. you. They have a better team, uh, but mm -hmm. the things that I say, Real Madrid have they have the best player. Real Madrid have uh -huh. the best player in both Liverpool and Real Madrid, which is Karim, the dream, Benzema. But the other point is, who's the better coach? And I am going to edge with Jurgen Klopp this season ahead of Ancelotti. But I know Ancelotti got amazing feet by getting five league titles in five different countries. So first manager to ever do it. But yeah. that's it's pretty big. But what I, I got to highlight, like, Karim Benzema gets four mm -hmm. goals against uh, Man City, gets three goals against Chelsea, and gets three goals against P. SG. He's the kryptonite of every single top team in Europe. And that's why I am going to... I, he's my choice for the Ballon d'Or. And the player, I got to okay. say. I got to say mm -hmm. this, man. Because if Benzema has these moments, he's got these glory moments, hero moments, it's because of Kamavinga. Kamavinga, people. Do not sleep on how good... Kamavinga is at the age of 19. We constantly say 30 million is a bargain. And it's more than shown already in the Champions League, okay? So Kamavinga, I know Bayern. Because Bayern were hinting 
an awful lot to get Kamavinga before yeah. he went to Real. Yeah. So, oof, that's their biggest Nin- loss. 19, 19 years old. 19 years old still. And, and yeah, you're absolutely absolutely right. When he came on, uh, th- th- just the vibe, the vibe of, of, the, of the game changed. And, um, I mean, he was everywhere. And it was the legs that they need. And it makes sense. And it's nothing against Tony Cruz. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that Tony Cruz had a bad oh, yeah. game. It just means that there's a limitation to what he can do right now. Right. And the fact that you have Kamavinga uh, executing as as well as he could. He was involved in, I believe, all three of those goals in some capacity. And correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Um, he played the ball to Benzema. Yes, he did. That Benzema then crossed the ball. Exactly. I believe he played the ball then to... Um, uh, who was it? Or maybe he was. He got the foul. I forget the second one that led to the cross. He's that, that the uh, play of those. Yes, he was the build-up play. He was the pass to the pass, the pass to the assist. If mm-hmm. that, if that's what it was. And then I believe he was also the the guy that hit the ball to was it Valverde who then hit the ball to Benzema mm-hmm. who got it who got um, fouled and then the resulting penalty kick. So Kamavinga behind the scenes, if you will. You're absolutely right. So influential at 19 years old. It's absolutely just hard to believe. But then again, it makes sense. Sense When your back's to the wall and you put a kid in there with like little to no rush pressure because nobody's expecting you to do this, uh, even though they've done it previously, the Ramontada. Uh, nobody expects you, though, to, to do that. I mean, we all expected in the 90th minute that City was going to close this out, game shut, they're off to the final, and Pep was going to potentially get his first Champions League win, right? Mm-hmm. We we were, I mean, the way that they were playing. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Rodrigo, <laughs> Rodrigo, of all people, hero. Uh, had an absolute hero. And, and here's the thing that's just most bonkers to me. That second goal, okay, a minute after the first goal, that second goal, that goal would not have happened if Asensio did not touch it first. That head ball to his head. That was a botched header by Rodrigo. Unless Asensio touched the ball. And I don't know what that was. If it was just fate. If it was, you know, the gods looking down on Rodrigo. But that literally would have been, I don't know, caromed off to the side. Completely off netting. And it would not have gone in if it did not hit Asensio's uh, head first. And that just baffles me because... That was a minute after, and boom, that momentum just shifted. And once that second goal happened, I'm like, I know it's going to extra time, but this this third goal is happening. Exactly. It just has to. Exactly. It's going to happen. And you but, said it, Kamavinga, amazing run to get that penalty. Yeah. And yeah, it's true. It seems like Real Madrid are inevitable. I'm getting those same vibes. But there's another stat too with Trent Alexander-Arnold. That boy, mm-hmm. oh boy, is crazy. Trent has gone now, to, is, is going, is Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to his third Champions League final, okay, at the age of 23. The first one, he lost to Real Madrid, those memories. Yeah. <laughs> the second, he got it, he got that dub straight away, and the yeah. third now, <laughs> it's what you said, is it going to be a remontada type beat? Oh, but I don't know, mm. but I do know this, mm. I do know this, the last time Liverpool played Real Madrid, mm-hmm. okay? I forget the actual date, but the last time they played him in a European final in Paris, in Paris, I believe Liverpool won. Oh, in, pa- Liverpool oh won. in Paris. Okay. Yeah, in Paris. Now, the last time, now, obviously, the last time they played, 
this is this is I don't know. Maybe they're gonna pull the Benfica UEFA Youth League, you know, rematch rematch of the final type situation where mm. Liverpool will exact revenge. That's what you're you're guessing. Uh, but but uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty interesting. The last time they played in Paris, mm-hmm. I, I believe it was the Parc des Princes that they played in. Uh, and I believe it was 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So obviously things have changed. But Liverpool played Real Madrid. Liverpool won. Um, so you know, there's there's history all over the place, man. And mm-hmm. these are two very storied teams. And you're right. I mean, Trent to be in three Champions League finals at the age of 23 years old, doing what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Most people would would be happy in their whole career <laughs> to get to to, to get Fox. to get to a semifinal, let alone a final. Um, and especially at the age of 23 and this kid, this kid is just, he's just first class. It's the first culture. class. Um, it's the culture yeah, it is. they're setting and it's players like, it's the it culture is. that's already there at Real Madrid. And I've got to uh-huh. say this, man, you mentioned Rodrigo, the hero that Real Madrid needed. It's fucked. And the impact he had is unbelievable. He's got a chip on his shoulder and that chip. <laughs> is killing Mbappe. Rodrigo's got mm-hmm. to perform, and he knows it. April was an unbelievable month, and May, I've got high expectations, man. And Rodrigo became the first player to score a brace after the 90th minute in the Champions Unreal. League knockout stages. Un- unbelievable. unbelievable. He's 20! Yeah. Like, he's, he's a, like, he's a year younger than Vini. So, like, yeah. we know Vini took off, Like at the beginning of this season. So everything Mm -hmm. is setting at the right time. And I've got to say, there's all this news about what the Super League, Florentino Perez, was was a catalyst for that decision. But he is a catalyst too for the elite management that Real Madrid is doing. Because yes, the club has a net spend of like 5 million euros, I think. And they brought in Valverde, Vinicius, Rodrigo, like Camavinga, all elite business. And the future of Real is secure. Los Blancos are going to be a threat cons- constantly in every single yeah. Champions League. And it's because of Florentino. Well, so, they, they, yeah. they are now, but <laughs> they are now. I agree with you they now. I mean, I, uh, they they will, although we, we can talk about Barcelona later because mm-hmm. I do believe they're making, they're obviously making progress, even though I said, hold your horses last <laughs> week. Um, True. But but here here is the the insanity, mm. okay? And th- this is how quickly things change in world football. Mm-hmm. Three months ago, three months ago, there were so many rumors out there about Fede Valverde leaving Real Madrid True. to get playing time, to get constant playing time. And now we're talking about him as you know one of the engines of the team. Um, and I know, I like okay, he wasn't he wasn't on the score sheet. He didn't have an assist. He didn't do this. Mm-hmm. That man was moving. He was moving faster than some of you know some of the um, Manchester City players were mm-hmm. moving. Twenty minutes in, he was moving faster than them and wanted it more. A hundred and twenty minutes in, Uruguay. Um, <laughs> he he really is. And Rodrigo is another one. Mm-hmm. We, people four or five months ago were looking at him as kind of a flop, right? A Fuck. young flop, Fuck. but a flop that you put fifty million euros down on him, you expect a, a return. Okay. You've got your return. I mean, this kid just turned in... This kid's Tesla in the stock market, okay? I mean, that unbelievable that, you know, that it's him of all people. It's him that gets that done. They had a 1% chance. 1% chance to win that game when they did. Just imagine if Rodrigo was English. Just imagine. Like, how much would Rodrigo cost right now after he did? 
I guarantee. Uh, yeah, I I was gonna say guaranteed more than a hundred million pounds with what he <laughs> did in that semi final. <laughs> so it's like, oh my days, the this is crazy. Even the evaluations, man. But what I gotta say is like, Real are gonna be constantly there, and yeah. just the fact that they signed Kamavinga and not Bayern, like I was saying, like it's, 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 it's it. So people, tell us down below. Who do you think is going to win this final? Tell me the score predictions. Who's going to go bold? And yeah, go crazy with that. So, well, and now... Well, here, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I do have to just bring up one more thing before we move on from this. And I'm, I'm sorry I didn't tell you I had to bring this up previously because Real Madrid doing that obviously was magical. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the absolute insanity was that Karim Benzema called it. He literally used that word, uh, okay, in Spanish. I don't know what it is in Spanish, but he, he literally said, we are going to do something magical at the Bernabeu. Well, through 89 minutes, they did not do anything magical. In fact, they played a crap game through 89 minutes, pardon my French, okay? Uh, Manchester City was the better team. Mm -hmm. They were the better team in the first leg. In fact, Real Madrid has been the, the worst team out of I don't know how many legs, the majority of the the, the legs that they've played. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they might have outplayed Chelsea in one of their games. Mm -hmm. Okay, but definitely against PSG. PSG was the better team, except yeah. for a 15-minute period. Um, but Manchester City was the better team. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think there's an argument there at all. Now, in the end, they won. Uh, Benzema called it. How much of this in your mind, and, and I got to ask you this, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's it's important. How much of this in your mind is on is on Pep Guardiola? How I'm going to give it more of a more of a W to Real Madrid than a disappointment to Guardiola, but I got to say this. This is a focus and it is something that must be in Pep's head that is he the manager? to guide Man City to win the Champions League. I'm honestly do I've got my I've got my doubts, but yeah. Man City by getting Erling Haaland is going to give the answers to everyone in the world of football next season because if Pep doesn't yeah. win with Haaland, Foden, De Bruyne link up the Champions League, I don't know what else does he need. So yeah, Yeah, I, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, none of that matters if you've got a guy like Rodrigo coming off the bench and having the impact uh, that is needed to beat, Manche meet Manchester City and make it the Champions League let final. Me, because if Ronaldo, but I just, if Ronaldo yeah. would have gone to City instead of United, they would have gone through against Real Madrid. They don't no, have that don't. guy. They don't have that guy. Haaland, the striker, there's, there's clinical moments that they should have settled yeah. that match against Real, and it's because they don't have that guy. And yeah, yeah. with Kriker, they and, would. And frankly, who does that fall on if they don't have the striker? He's the one that said, we're not going to go after a striker, right? And he went after Julian Alvarez and didn't get him there. Didn't get him there. So it, that falls on Pep too. But there's just an alarming, alarming um, statistic, I guess. I mean, mm -hmm. there's an alarming fact that comes with Pep Guardiola, who obviously is a ridiculously elite coach. Um, you know, and, and he's he's taken Manchester City to places they've obviously never been before, and mm -hmm. and he is just a, a, immensely amazing. But this is a worrying trend, in the sense that not all with Manchester City, but he has lost six. He is the the, the losingest. That's not a word. The losingest coach uh, in in Champions League knockout round history. He's lost six Champions League semifinals now. Okay, and this is even more alarming. And why I didn't want to move on. Did you see that tweet? 
from, I believe it was the chief editor of uh, Independent Sport. Okay, mm -hmm. I think his name is Miguel Delaney. And if you, if you haven't seen his tweet, you have to go see it. And I'm sure it's been brought up in the past. But listen to how many uh, quick-fire breakdowns Manchester City has had, especially in the knockout stages. In 2010, they let up two goals in 13 minutes. 2014, they let up three goals in 18 minutes. 2015, three goals in 17. 2017, two goals in eight minutes. 2018, three goals in 19. I'm not done yet. 2019, two goals in three minutes. 2020, two goals in eight minutes. 2022, three goals in six minutes. Yes, there was a whistle for extra time in between there. But is that not a worrying trend to you? It is. <laughs> okay. Seeing it like that, it is. <laughs> But it's, it's... Like, but I really think that look Guardiola had Messi in the past and now he's yeah. gonna have Holland. That's how I, I, I Foden in Holland. I feel like he's developed oh. two babies. He's gonna develop two babies into world class best players in yeah. the world. I think that's gonna happen. And for me too, like I think this summer was traumatizing for Guardiola because they get Grealish for a hundred million. Mm -hmm. And I'd say a week afterwards, it's said that Messi is going to leave, is going to leave Barcelona. And I guarantee you, if there was the option between not getting Grealish and getting Messi for just one, two seasons, Guardiola yeah. would go for the 100%. The boldest option, yeah. which is Messi. Yeah. So I, I think agree. that too was like... Yeah, why didn't why didn't that present itself earlier? <laughs> so yeah, I, that was. That, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it just un, unreal. And the the crazy thing, mm -hmm. the crazy thing, because we barely even we talked about Trent, but we barely even talked about Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Liverpool had a similar scare, right? Liverpool went down two zip to yeah. Villarreal. Uh, they they had a stadium that housed half the city. Right? True. Half the city. 25,000 people were there. Um, first off, it was epic that Virial even made it this far, no matter what that English dude says on that English thing, that whatever, where they just yell at people for not being, you know, nice. uh, all Liverpools and Manchester cities. But in the end, man, they engineered, they almost engineered the same comeback. Can you imagine if Real Madrid, Real Madrid scored two goals early on? Okay? Mm -hmm. I 100% believe that Manchester City would have gotten their bearings, would have, like, bit down and just gotten it done. They would have just eventually overtaken Real Madrid, and Real Madrid would have had no answer because they would have been able to get back. They took the gut punch, and they would have been able to go back and deliver the blows that were needed to just knock Real Madrid out. The, especially the blows that they were not able to land in that first leg, which I 100% still believe mm -hmm. that they lost this match in that first leg. They lost this match in that first leg. So it, it's just amazing to me that um, the timing of it was so... It was it was a knockout blow. Mm -hmm. Those two in the injury time, right, when 100% of them, their body language just disintegrated. And I wish I was on that live with you because obviously I had a lot to say and I was like jotting this down furiously and I need to get to a point where I'm doing this not five days later, doing this a day later because man, oh man... You could see it in their eyes. There was like panic the first time. And Manchester City does not thrive on panic. And they certainly do not thrive on chaos or like a chaotic atmosphere with momentum just getting thrown at them left and right. Mm -hmm. They need a principled play their triangles, play their let them overtake them and overwhelm mm -hmm. the, the 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 side. 
And Liverpool was able to do that because they got their gut punch early. I, and I, they were able to sit back and get it done. I, so I agree with you, just, but I'd say with Liverpool, it's just the, yeah. the clear sign that the difference is Luis Diaz. The difference is Luis <laughs> Diaz. Like the fact no. that this man is saving Liverpool to be can still be in the title race. And in the Champions League, if there's a difference in that second half in Villarreal, mm -hmm. it's Luis Diaz coming on and putting on a show. The biggest bargain mm -hmm. in last January transfer window because boy oh boy is this guy performing straight away at the highest level demanded. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna say Luis Diaz was like was the was the difference in that. But I agree with you. There was a big scare, oh. big scare. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now because I agree with you on this. Luis Diaz, the fresh face, mm -hmm. clubs that should have gone after him mm -hmm. with a vengeance and didn't go after him and land his signature with a vengeance. If Liverpool wins this final, mm -hmm. if Liverpool wins this final in Paris, end of May, end of May, yeah, yes. If Liverpool wins this final end of May in Paris. I am pretty damn sure that it's gonna be because Luis Diaz. Uh, gets it done on the day, Jeez. that he is one of the deciding factors. Um, I think it's going to be the fresh face, the one that you can't uh, prepare for. Hmm. Um, and I I really just love what I've He'll seen from hard. him. He'll, so, be hard. Um, He'll be hard. But it, 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 it's, yeah. Dan, the one so, you we can't can prepare now, for it. The one you can't prepare for is actually a great lead-up because I wasn't preparing myself for this Europa League final in which oh my goodness. the final is Rangers against frankfurt oh my days big up to frankfurt okay by getting two huge huge yeah. disappointments by getting through barcelona first and now oh my day, west ham like i wasn't expecting this so big up to frankfurt and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this final i'll, I'll tell you that <laughs> I am too. I mean, it's uh, it's Frankfurt's first European final in 42 years. Um, 40, 42 years. Okay. Um, and that, that in and of itself is just absolutely bonkers. Um, and then you have the fact that Rangers, I mean, I told you, Ibrox hits different. And, and I had a feeling just with how much of a fortress it's been for them, at least in this European competition. Um, I, I just had a feeling that they were going to be able to get it done, but I was not expecting Leipzig to to uh, fall into the trap. Mm -hmm. I really did not expect it to happen. But once again, I mean, players that we don't talk about on a regular basis, uh, James Tavernier, uh, their captain, their big man, their right back, their right back is the is like the leading scorer. He's the leading scorer of the Europa League. Okay, okay. and I just it, it was a great great kind of upset, and the Frankfurt. Frankfurt is one thing, okay? Frankfurt is one thing. Mm -hmm. I was heartbroken for the Aaron Cresswell red card, um, not because he didn't necessarily deserve it, mm. but more so because it really did hamper West Ham's ability to, to, to get anything done. And, and they, they, they mounted an attack, but Frankfurt, Rafael Santos Bore, once again, getting Sheesh. it done. Um, I, I think that this is going be a, it's, it's going to be a fight. It's not, in my opinion, though, going to be as exciting as the Europa Conference League. <laughs> uh, but... I'll ask you, who do you think is going to pull it out? Rangers I, or Eintracht Frankfurt? I am going to say, I am going to say, because you did mention Ibrox is the difference. I think Frankfurt are going to get it done and win the Europa League. But Interesting. I, I've got to respect Rangers for getting to the final. Unbelievable yeah. feats. And guys, watch out 
We've said it. We're going to say it again. Nof. Nof. The right back on loan from Dortmund. Okay. Watch out. What a player in the Europa League. If Frankfurt are going to win it, it's with a masterclass of Nof that he's been doing against Barcelona. He was such a menace. So, people, watch yeah. out. Show. Yeah, and, and to add to that, it was great. He hasn't played the best. In fact, I don't think I've seen uh, mm -hmm. Jans, Jans Petter Hauga play mm -hmm. his best football in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. But it is great to see this kid who really, you remember, right? Bodo yeah. Glimt first came onto the scene because of Hauga and what they were doing there. Patrick Berg, Hauga, um, forgetting who the other one was. But uh, I would love to see him... Um, mm -hmm help them get it done in the final. So I too, I too believe, even though I just waxed poetic about Rangers, they're near and dear to my heart about with Claudio Reina in the past, with Gattuso, uh, you know, back in the day and how they had to come through hell and back to get back to where they are right now. Um, I believe in Von Bronckhorst, but I still believe that Eintracht Frankfurt is going to get it done. Um, and I think it's it's our man Hauga that's going to... Uh, play the deciding role so put down below people who do you think is gonna win the europa league and put your score predictions and man of the match because we love to see those so now yeah. i'm more excited about the conference thing i'll be honest with you guys Same. than the europa Same. because of big man jose and i've got a stat that i've got to start mm -hmm. with jose morin that he has gone to a final with every single club he's been with since Porto, since Amazing. Porto, unbelievable, do not d disrespect one of the best managers, not in the history of football, in the history of sports, Jose yeah. Mourinho, okay, and yeah, another stat, first manager to be in the final of the Champions League, Europa League, and the Conference League, Jose Mourinho, yeah. so yeah. Uh, and, and, and none of that, none of those milestones, as important as they are, is what hit me as much as seeing him so emotional after that whistle, Fuck. like literally just like almost crumpling over, just, uh, um, uh, honoring the fans mm -hmm. that were there. Right. Uh, seeing that brought out a kind of a, a real take mm -hmm. on who Jose Mourinho is that sometimes gets, um, kind of ferreted away, put behind a bravado. Uh, you know, I have to like, I have to be the alpha. guy and there's always this like brash and yeah, the alpha. Exactly. Um, it was nice to see him just kind of show that it doesn't matter if this is the Europa conference league right. or the champions league. It, it means everything. It means everything for Roma fans to mm -hmm. get to a European final one that gives them tickets to other places and gives them a, a, a point from which they can start to maybe mount a Scudetto challenge in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause they won't be playing champions league ball. Um, Next year, mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's Juventus and yeah. uh, Napoli that will instead of them because of their, their Syria campaign has not been that good. Mm -hmm. But hey, phenomenal to see Jose Mourinho. That emotion is what got me. Hell, I teared up watching it. Uh, Tammy Abraham scored yes. 25 um, goals in a season. In, in a season where you felt, think about what he felt leaving Chelsea, leaving his boyhood club, mm -hmm. right? And think about what that, it either puts a chip on your shoulder or it disarms you and it makes you uh, not be able to perform the way you are. Well, Very Tammy true. Abraham has literally won over Stadio Olimpico. He has won over Rome. He's won over every AS Roma fan, I believe. And I think he's going to play a massive role uh, against Feyenoord uh, in that final. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I'm going to say that AS Roma is going to come out big. Sheesh. But that's not without giving props to Feyenoord, man. Because Feyenoord, what I love about Feyenoord's 11 mm-hmm. is they have Tyrell Malaysia. They have, uh, and I'm going to butcher these names, but Lucharel uh, Gertruda. Um, they've got Orkin Koksu. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Screw that. Goose yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it, these are mm-hmm. these are names that, that were brought up in Rotterdam. They were brought up at Feyenoord. They, True. they, you know, to win it with such a organic um, nature mm-hmm. to it is so incredibly exciting that it makes you, you know, we wax poetic about seeing Trent Alexander-Arnold out there, Liverpool, but he's one of the only ones. You know, true. he's one of the only true blue Liverpool, Liverpudlians. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Feyenoord team is special, even though they're not going to win the Eredivisie title. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have some true young ballers on this team um, that if if you're looking at who to scout for uh, who's going to be picked up or who might break out for the, the uh, Dutch national team mm-hmm. in the World Cup, you're going to want to watch... Feyenoord um, at the end but Great show. Yeah. and yeah and even for the ballers you said English ballers at Feyenoord you still got Reese Nelson yeah. there that he can be how a late great bloomer. Is that? <laughs> he can be how a late great bloomer. is that and he like I, I I love that show too and yes Tommy yeah. Abraham is the English player with the most goals in all the top five leagues and look this only That's puts great. even more pressure to Southgate to select him because if Tommy isn't in that plane going to the World Cup. I don't even know what he's got to do. Literally, I don't even know what he's got to do. Because he's gone to a different country, a different culture. And he's always said, he said, like, I've been in London ever since I've, I was bored. So, like, being confronted with such a culture shock, unbelievable. And I think, yeah. too, with Roma, there's a lack of the midfield. I think Cristant, I'm a bit... I think the time is over, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think next season with new midfielders at Roma, top four can happen, in my opinion, for Roma. And you mentioned Feyenoord. Really, you have to. You got to mention because they're in the final. Yeah. And they deserve yeah. it too. And they've got Luis Iniesta that you're a huge fan of. Winger. Mm-hmm. He's got more than 10 goals already in the league. People, watch yeah. out for him. And yes, you mentioned the Turkish baller that I for sure do not expect him to stay at Feyenoord after this season. And it's, I am going to butcher it, Orkun Koksu. It's a difficult name, but I hope I got it right. And what a player he is, providing that assist, creating goals out of nowhere. He is the future of Turkey and the present, you can say right now. So watch out for this midfielder at Feyenoord. And the last one I was going to say is Gustil that is on loan from Spartak Moscow. Very interesting player because there's a history yeah. there. Like he went for 18, mil- 18 million, leaving Azelkmar. So he's got a lot to prove. And if there's a player going to that Dutch national team and performing, it can be Gustil. So I am going to yeah. edge with Roma to win it because okay. I believe Jose Mourinho is clutch in those European finals, any finals. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be the better game out of the two. Um, and it's just, you brought up Luis Sinistera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up Orkin Koksu. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, we brought up and talked about Luis Diaz. Um, <laughs> uh, the, these are, these are three players that we are not going to see at the World Cup. It's just, it's, 
it's a travesty. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's one, it's one. Unfortunately, we're going to have to live with. Um, I, I just still can't believe that Columbia did not make it. But um, anyway, moving on. The, these finals are, are set. They're ready to go. Yes. They're they're going to be exciting. They're going to come fast and furious. And I mm-hmm. want to hear what everyone thinks uh, are going to be the outcomes. Put down below, people, what you think is going to happen in the conference league. Score predictions, matter of the match. We want to know your thoughts. So now yeah. I've got a ton of questions to ask you, my guy, because okay. Chelsea seems to oh. have a new owner and, yeah. yeah, an American owner. So what's up? What's, yeah. What should we expect yeah. now? <laughs> well, um, Todd Bowley mm-hmm. is the new owner. He's a billionaire. Uh, he's got other billionaires in there with him. So it's not just him. It's a consortium and it's a worldwide consortium. I believe one of the other guys is, is, uh, this W Y S S. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I think he's Austrian. Um, so it's, it's kind of a global consortium. Um, but he does own Ewan's the LA Dodgers. Uh, and he is, uh, known for putting, there's a lot of investment that has gone into the Dodgers over the years. That's made them very successful. Mm. um, and I think people can be fairly now. Let's let's be honest. It hasn't gone through yet, mm. uh, but it is a five billion dollar American dollar bid, um, and it is one that, regardless of who it is, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's him or that Ratcliffe or Sutcliffe guy that lives elsewhere, like lives in Monaco, but is British and wants to buy him because he's a fan, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't put a bid in. Um, what I really care about here is that Chelsea, Chelsea supporters, they have, it's not certainty, but they have a way forward. Mm. They have a future. What a lot of people might not know is that by the end of May, if things, if the sale did not go through, um, it, it likely was going to be that, I don't know, something bad was going to happen. That's like the spigot of, yeah, the spigot of money was going to essentially turn off. Um, and something was going to have to happen with Chelsea in order to turn it back on. Um, so the fact of the matter is, is Chelsea supporters, once it goes through, once it's final, once it's over, um, they, they will be able to actually start dreaming of, I don't know who you want to, uh, who you want to isolate, but, uh, Jules Conde, um, mm-hmm. or they can dream of, uh, transfers coming in, or they can dream of getting Christian Pulisic, uh, out of their 11, which is what Twitter tells me, what? uh, what they want you over these Chelsea? last few nah. games. You think you- I think he's, I think I think he's going to move on. I do. <gasps> you think Pulisic is leaving Chelsea after getting an American owner? Yeah. And I've been th- I've been thinking this. I just haven't said it. Uh, I, I've been thinking this even before the whole... I don't know if you saw the Mark Mark Pulisic, yes. his dad, the deleted tweet. I saw that. You know, it, it's... it's it, If other teams want him and they're willing to pay for him, I believe it makes sense for him to move on because mm. even though there's history between Thomas Tuchel and... Um, Christian Pulisic. I don't. I don't know if he's ever going to be. He's going to always be that utility man. Will he be? That, is, yeah. The history says that he'll be that guy with Tuchel. Yeah. So I. But it, I. Yeah. But but you know, not to get into that. That's a whole different thing. Really, Todd Bowley presents mm-hmm. a olive branch, not an olive branch. He presents a way forward mm-hmm. uh, for Chelsea fans. Now, unfortunately, Chelsea has who to go off of. Well, you look at all the other American owners in the league. Exactly. Um, you're looking at the Glazer family, mostly, mm-hmm. and the fact that literally all of Manchester United fandom uh, hates their guts. Um, <laughs> and so, too, with Arsenal. Like, and, this, and, this, and, there's a bit of a, yeah. a bad rep with the American owners. Yeah. 
but you're telling me that with the LA Dodgers, this man did wonders. So yeah. I, I'm going to keep it real and leave it, leave it up in the air. But you never know, because with Roman Abramovich, he bought mm -hmm. the club for 140 million pounds. And you're telling me yeah. that it's going to be sold now for five million, uh, five billion dollars. Yeah, five billion. That's like, yeah. oh, that's big numbers. Yeah, big, big numbers. And what I'm um, going to say, ask you is, should we expect a big transfer this summer for Chelsea? Yeah, I, I think mm. so, if you look at the, Do the Dodgers have one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can Declan Rice been, or Harry Kane happen, you reckon, with to Chelsea? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it could, but mm. should it? It Should it when you've got a Shuamani out there that you can uh, mm. maybe bring in? Or, or somebody, you know, Shuamani will cost 70. It'll cost literally half, mm -hmm. half of what a Declan Rice does. And I think he's, he's he can do the job and more. Um, over time, although you're going to have a transition period. And you've got... The, the thing is, Chelsea has a framework from which to build off of. Like, you don't... True. It's not like looking at Manchester United and saying, uh, we all know they need a D-mid, <laughs> and they're not bringing a D-mid in at all. And, uh, you know, I, I really honestly believe that, yes, they have the ability to bring somebody in. I think Todd Bowley, while he has spent with the Dodgers or, or opened up the purse strings mm -hmm. for the Dodgers and other, other teams... Um, I do think that maybe they'll they'll dip their toe into the water. I don't think that they'll be scared, but I think it'll be principled. Um, with it, though, uh, how 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 amazing was Todd Bowley's first game to take in as a Chelsea <laughs> owner? Even though I don't think the ink has dried, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, not only did Todd Bowley himself get Romelu Lukaku to score his first two Premier League goals <laughs> since de December 2021. He also got to witness a two-goal collapse in which they then gave up. Uh, and he also got his first glimpse of... VAR. What? VAR yeah. moment in which <laughs> we don't know if he knew what was the VAR rule. But still, it was... Yeah, it's funny. He probably though. didn't. He, he probably didn't. <laughs> but yes, Lukaku, he, he, he went crazy with that one. And yes, I think he's got to prove himself that he deserves to be the striker for Chelsea next yeah. season. Because my choice would be Kai Havertz up forward, man. Just, I think Kai Havertz has shown more than enough to deserve that spot at the false nine. And yeah, mm -hmm. I was I was just very excited to know if you'd expect Declan Rice, but I agree with you. Chua Manny, much, much, much better deal. But a surprise too about what you said about Pulisic. Oh my days. But yes, 2-2. Two -two, that was the match result between Chelsea and Wolves. And what I was thinking in the back of my head is, Lucky them that Arsenal is only packing up and they got those two losses, like those two consecutive losses, because without them, right. maybe Arsenal would be in the top three. Okay. And yeah. 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 And that, I, I believe they still can be. I mean, mm. they, they did win against Leeds. Um, Chelsea looks vulnerable mm -hmm. still. I mean, and we got to give credit where credit's due to Wolves, mm -hmm. right? Wolves, True. that Trink, Trink Cow goal was brilliant. True. Um, especially after, especially after hearing that Wolves does not want to buy him, uh, and, and right he's likely choice. on his way back to Barcelona. It's the right choice. Probably the right choice. Yeah. yeah. But I know you wanted to highlight one other yes. Portuguese player Chiquinho, on that team. And... Yeah, I remember seeing Chiquinho two, three years ago playing in the under 23 of Sturil, winger doing phenomenal. And now seeing his impact only needed 28 minutes coming off the bench and getting two yeah. assists. Okay, two assists against 
Chelsea, okay, of all teams, one of the best teams in the world. So big up on Chiquinho and the future of Portugal. And where would you expect it? At Wolves. So I love, <laughs> I love to yeah. see that. I love to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. that was pretty awesome to see because um, I actually hadn't gotten to see a whole lot of them. And let's be honest, Wolves has cooled down. They, they have not been the team that, that we all thought was maybe going to be fighting for top half of the, the league yeah. earlier this season. Um, and I think people have started to get a little less excited about Bruno Lajbal. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? Yes, it's very defensive um, style, yes. And it is yeah. true that at Benfica, Bruno Lajbal was Jean-Felix Ball the majority <laughs> of the time. So I, 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 I get where they're coming from, though. Well, but, but great coach um, though defensively. Like I, I don't want to say he's a bad coach. I do compare him a lot with Nunchpiritsant, Brun Lage with okay. Nunchpiritsant. But who that, somehow has not found a job yet? Exactly, and it was it was reportedly maybe Portuguese na- national team of Fernand Sanch would go, but mm, I wouldn't okay. even like that for not him. Happened. So yeah, it's, yeah, you got a couple of coaches that are, we're still waiting to see what's gonna happen. Like Paul Fonseca yeah. too. He doesn't have a job yeah. after Shakhtar. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, people are saying uh, well, uh, Arsenal, Newcastle, but yeah, uh, yeah, Arsenal, no, not, well, not, not, yeah, not exactly. yeah exactly. Arsenal now, <laughs> not for sure, because yeah, Arteta got that contract extension with Arsenal, oh, and yeah. come on, that was a big win, okay, against Leeds, a mm-hmm. 2 1 win, and Leeds was going with everything they could, okay, not the best performance by them, but they're in a relegation battle, and the fact that Arsenal. Is getting three points in this game shows that they have that grit and they have they have what it needs to win. And I know Eddie Nketiah scored a brace. Amazing. Yeah. I hope he stays as a role player for Arsenal. But there was a bunch of goals that weren't scored in that game. And you can see yeah. the lack of efficiency of forwards in the striker role for Arsenal. So I think this they need that striker and it's going to happen this summer. This summer. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the money to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'd be smart. It's just they got to pick the right one. And I still think Ivan Tony is probably their best selection. Uh, But um, that that leads loss, man. Mm -hmm. That's tough. That's tough. Because looking at it now, Everton has now pulled off not one, but two Mm. very solid wins uh, to beat Chelsea, then to beat Leicester City. Mm -hmm. Um, They got to be feeling better. Away. Away, yeah, yeah. And, and Brent, I mean, Brendan Rodgers is, I mean, I the, I almost want to say he should be on the hot seat at some point because they're, they're like pretty close. They're not going to get, they can't mathematically, 14. I think, get relegated. But like, yeah, they're like closer to the relegation scrap than they are anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it comes down to is Everton has obviously shown just a fire. And maybe we credit Frank Lampard to this. I'd credit old heads like mm-hmm. Fabian Delph. Um, I'd credit Jordan Pickford for up in his game and making sure he doesn't, you know, whatever. Uh, but you've seen the drive to essentially survive as a <laughs> Premier League team because they now have they have one game in hand, I believe. They have four games left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's two home, two away. Nothing crazy necessarily mm-hmm. except that last day, that last Ars- day game. <laughs> Arsenal away. Um, but they should be clear of Leeds or Burnley. Uh, by that point, and they're already one point ahead of that. So I'm almost going to like back Everton out of this and say mm-hmm. it's Leeds Burnley. versus Burnley, mm-hmm. and 
Burnley obviously has the upper hand on goal difference because Leeds, is, I mean, their goal difference, they were getting, you probably remember, they were getting crushed 7-zip, 6-1, 5-2 under Marcelo Bielsa for some reason. Um, and in the end right now, you've got Leeds that have three left and they have Chelsea and Brighton at home. And then they end the year with Brentford away. Then you've got Burnley who have away games versus Spurs and Villa. They're going to lose those two, mm-hmm. in my thought. Okay, um, I, It's just, I don't know what to do here. I almost feel like there's no points in this for Leeds. Maybe Brighton? I don't know, but Brighton just crushed. Mm. Crushed. Um, who did they crush? Uh, United. <laughs> yeah. They crushed United. And yeah, they, they crushed I, 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 so, I, I, I don't know, man. I agree with you, though, saying that Leicester, like, when should we say that Brendan Rodgers is in the hot seat? I completely agree with you, but I'll give him one more season. One more season okay. because I think, I think, I still think it for Fana injury, huge blow. And there was so much, so many plates to handle. Like, Leicester do have uh, European competitions and they went, yep. they went deep. Like, until the semifinals so i agree we should be worried but not too worried uh, maybe too worried next season but everton yes pick ford you complete you hit the money when you said that name for me pick ford in these last three games he's played totally understandable that he's the england number one totally understandable if he plays the, the for england the same way he's been playing but that like to save everton oh my days unbelievable yeah, be performances fine. unbelievable and with arsenal too i just wanted to end mm-hmm. up by saying for arteta next season is the season where there's no more excuses no more excuses because like he's built up the foundations he needs like tomayasu's there now there was no Tomayasu mm-hmm. before. Odegaard's there now. Martinelli's there. Smith Rowe, Saka. And all these foundations, they are now there. You don't have those viruses. And if you have players that you thought were like viruses in the past, like now, if you didn't handle them after two, three years, <laughs> what, 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 when is it going to happen? So for me, Arteta next season is the answer for Arsenal fans if he's going to stay long term or not. So. It's funny that you're talking about viruses mm-hmm. and arsenal, and and think about the 180. Mm. Think about the, think about the complete. You know, you and I were both Arteta out, mm-hmm. and you know we have to kind of back Conte away in. from that now. Conte, in. yeah, yes, Conte, in. right? Yeah. Um, but you're talking about viruses, and it's like United just lost four zip to Brighton. Ralph Rangnick had no answer. Um, I don't know if Ronaldo gave a quote, but I'm sure if it, if he did, it wasn't a positive one. I know what Bruno Fernandez said. He said, "I don't. I, what I did today does not deserve to wear this shirt." Mm-hmm. Okay, which I, I think that's a great mea culpa. It's a great. I'm that's sorry. True. I we didn't get it done, and I I applaud him uh-huh. for you know throwing out that out there. But what is going on? They don't. They're not playing for the manager. They're not playing for the badge. Mm-hmm. These are you know. We're, we're looking at this and we're, it, it's like when we reframed Rodrigo six months ago as maybe a flop at Real Madrid that needed loan time or needed something else. And now he's everybody's, mm. you know, darling, right? Uh, Fede Valverde was going to leave Real Madrid and now he's everybody's darling, mm. okay, at Real Madrid. And now all of a sudden Aaron Juan Basaka has figured out how not to win a Premier League game, how not to be efficient. Harry Maguire can't beat 
a Brighton, right? That's not the case. Yeah, but it's not the case. Like Harry Maguire is is still a player. He is still a good Good player. player. And I know I'm going to get killed um, in this, but it just goes to show you what morale does, Mm -hmm. what morale does to a team. And that team has none. Mm -hmm. It has none whatsoever. Self-confidence is low. Uh, some of them just want to get to the end of the season. I completely agree. But cha- Champions League football is gone. How how bad can it go? Could they miss Europe altogether? Exactly. I think the moment they missed the Champions League football, from there on mentally, it was downhill. Yeah. And I'll say this, man. Ronaldo has five Champions Leagues in his locker, five Ballon d'Ors, and he's got 24 goals this season for Man United. And I might say that is one of the biggest feats okay in his career to have 24 goals in this team and i remember i remember in the past jose Mourinho saying that getting a second place with the same group the majority the same group of players was one of the best things he's done in his career in football so i think now people aren't surprised with that and ronaldo i just for man united i think the best Mm -hmm. would be for him to stay because you have no culture no landmark but him in my opinion so Eric Ten Hag, like Ferguson, there's a lot of talk too. There's a lot of private meetings between Sir Alex Ferguson and Christian Ronaldo to make this decision because there's a huge wage cut, huge with not going to the Champions League, 25%, yeah. I think, with all players. So like players like De Gea, Maguire, Ronaldo, all getting yeah. a salary cut. So there's a lot to be talked. And the numbers too, the Champions League numbers that Ronaldo's obsessed he really needs yeah. to feel like he's going to make a difference at Man United. And I just hope, I just hope that Eric Ten Hag sets it up well and it goes to show like it needs to happen in the transfer window. And a lot of right decisions need to happen for Man United to win the Prem in two years, three years time. So let's... Not going to happen. <laughs> so let's Not going to happen. But with Ronaldo uh, there, like it's more yeah. possible an outcome like that, especially sure. if he's teaching youth players like Elang and Sancho how to conduct themselves in the future to win. And that too, I think that's what what happened. Ronaldo arrived and he called out everyone. He called out everyone. He was like, "Maguire, you're captain. You, this is happening. This, this is happening. This." And then we saw news saying, "Oh, there's yeah. a bad environment in the locker room. There's a bad this. There's a bad that." And then when we see the before and after the games. Who, the, who talks to him? What does this? You totally understand. You totally yeah. understand. And there's not a demand to win. And like at Real Madrid, there's a winning culture. There's no player that's above the club. That needs to happen at Man United too because they have the, stat, the status to do that to the players and to be sure. the alpha in the role. And yeah, they should be. Like United should well, be the number one. Like, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, realistically, and I'm going to open this up to you, but I'm also going to open it up to our FC Wonder Kid listeners. Realistically, what is your expectation in the first season for Eric Ten Hag? Is it Champions League qualification? Top six. Top six. Top top six? Yeah, it's top six. Because for me, I'm seeing a team of Man United that I'm not going to blame even the center backs, honestly, what what I saw against Brighton. Brighton had an enormous display. We're going to talk about those players that... Like Moises sure. Kaiser, who should have gone to United in the past, that was taught. No, it wasn't that he used wants to go, go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he even said it. He wanted the, to go there. <laughs> like exactly, like stating it yeah. publicly that he wanted to go there. And y- you need those players at Man United because 
No player seemed like he wanted to be there. And Matic, the substitutions in that game were what got to me. Because I like yeah. Ralf Ragnick. I think Ralf Ragnick is one of the... Um, like, he's one of the people in football that have a huge influence with Jurgen Klopp, Tuchel, with the Yaga pressing. So I got a lot, a lot of respect towards that. But mm -hmm. the substitutions of letting go of Matic and Elanga in the second half was like Cucurella going crazy, man. And all, oh like God. Brighton just played so much better. And McTominay, McTominay was, <laughs> I'm not going to say horrible, but like that was really, really not a good performance by McTominay. And again, we say it every single <laughs> podcast. We're going to say it again. This podcast is like we sponsor this and we say that United have to get a CDM, especially when Matic is leaving at the end of this season. If, yeah, Matic yeah. leaving, nobody's you there to do that. So, Juve, right? Instead of the Juve? Oh, man. Juve, Juve, considering like what's happening with Denis Zakari, that we, yeah. We, we, uh, yeah, I think that's a good one. I that's a good it one. could be, could be. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I think. I mean, what you basically to summarize what you said. Mm -hmm. There is. Uh, we all love to scapegoat Harry Maguire right now. It's it's the it's mm. the fad. It's the, it's the thing. Right, and there's there's obviously there's obviously the re yeah there's relevance to it. There's truth to to all of that. Lindelof has not been great either. Okay. Uh, injuries abound. I think the best player on the field for them, I mean, Ronaldo didn't have a great game against Brighton either, mm -hmm. but I think the best best player on the field for them was actually Dalo, and that he was making mistakes too. Yeah, Dalo. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, so it is it's it is a team-wide thing. It's not one player. It, it, there are so many players that are not playing up to their potential right now, and that's not going away anytime soon because confidence is rock bottom. Uh, expectation is rock bottom. Um, people are embarrassed to wear the shirt right now on the pitch exactly. uh, because they know that they're rock bottom, and I don't know how they get out of that, and I don't know how for, how Ralph Rangnick does that. So yeah, maybe you're right. Top six is the expectation for mm -hmm. for ETH as he comes in, but <laughs> none of this none of this does. You're right. None of this gives. Everyone's going to focus on the Manchester United storyline, mm -hmm. when really some of the focus needs to be put on Graham Potter <laughs> and Brighton because Caicedo's. Uh, uh, I mean, his performance is one. He can be erratic. He's still learning. He's still raw. Oh. I mean, hell, just six Man, months ago, he was barely he, he was barely playing for one of the worst teams in the Belgian Pro League, okay, uh, on loan. And now he comes in, and he's five starts in, and he looks like he's been there since he was, you know, he looks like he's a 30-year-old vet Very who's true. been there for Brighton uh, for a long time. And Mark Cucurella is, I, I almost have to say it, he's probably go. at least U23, Probably U23. He is the signing of the season for me. I might be, I might be missing Olis. one, but uh, no, better than Olis. Absolutely, far and away, far and away. In my opinion, I mean, look at what they've done. Look at what he's done from left back, left wing. His versatility, his engine, um, everything about Cucurella. He's an Iron Man as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got great hair. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it. He is just a joy to watch and. It's one of those, Cachedo, you can see the emotion mm -hmm. and how much it means to him to be on the pitch, how much it means to him to start at the Amex, how much it means to him to be at Old Trafford or, or wherever he's playing and take it in and sink it in. And I know that goes away the more games you play, but right now it's palpable with Cachedo. It's palpable 
how much it it was or how, how much it felt mm-hmm. for Cucurella to score that first goal for them. You saw like the tears come to his face. It was that Jose Mourinho look, except <laughs> he's scoring, actually scoring a goal and sliding with his teammates. And I just love the kid. I've loved him. I loved him when he was at Atafe. I mm-hmm. loved him when he was trying to break into the Barcelona role. Um, and, and I honestly believe that if it was a year or two later and he was part of this Barcelona setup, mm-hmm. um, He'd be an absolute fan favorite of everybody uh, that has ever called themselves a Barcelona supporter. So I'm. It, it is amazing to me that it's happening in a Brighton shirt. Um, but I loved it. Those two guys, Caicedo um, and and Cucurella, were just great. Great highlights. Uh, just great. Great yeah. highlights. I think you, you you pulled it away, and it's true. That was an opt out situation. Okay. I yeah. think in January 2021. Man United decided not to go and get Moises Caicedo. And one year later, he pulls up a world, a masterclass, not world-class, masterclass performance against Man United. And he is the man of the match in that game. And yes, he's going to leave now for, (laughs) instead of going to Man United for 4 million Moises Caicedo now, that number is a lot higher, okay? If he's going to go to Man United. And yeah, it's going to be much higher, but... Yeah, I agree. And and one more shout out before we move on because I know we're we're mm-hmm. spending a lot of time on this, but mm-hmm. Leandro Trossard mm-hmm. uh, had a really really rocky Great beginning play. for Brighton, mm-hmm. really rocky beginning for Brighton, and and I he has really come into his own, scoring great goals, scoring timely goals, mm-hmm. um, just all around consistency for the most part. And I do believe that he is somebody that you're probably going to want to watch. Mm-hmm. to break out for Belgium because I think Belgium needs it. They need fresh blood. They can't just rely on the De Bruyne, Lukaku, you know, type of situation. They need somebody that, okay, he's not Aiden Hazard in his prime. He's nowhere True. close to Aiden Hazard in his prime. But if if they can get uh, some sort of a meaningful role play mm-hmm. uh, from Leandro Trissard, I think he can actually supply it. Uh, he has proven to be um, one of the better kind of improvement stories in the Premier League this season. And, and big uh, goals. He scored against Arsenal, yeah. I think, right? And, and Tottenham, yeah. I'm not sure. But big go- big goals for Brighton. And I got to say, too, yeah. Graham Potter. You're, you're a yeah. huge fan. I'm starting to become a huge fan of Graham Potter. Because the uh, deal he's making, does he make like, yeah. does, does, does he have a, a hand in the transfers, too? Because if yeah. he does, what a coach yeah. he is. Like, I know, and I don't know that, so I'd love to know anyone that's a Brighton fan. Um, let us know. I, I've not read up on that. I don't know if he has full control or if it's because whoever's above him probably mm-hmm. deserves a whole lot of credit as well. Completely. Um, like, but my guess is that with the size of their club and mm-hmm. where they've come from and their beginnings, my guess is that he's a big, big part of talent identification um, and and actual brokering. So that's of a deal. Huge. So yeah, that's huge, and that's the difference for you to stay in the prem and not go to yeah. the prem. So Fulham, take notes. <laughs> but, <laughs> Bournemouth, <laughs> Bournemouth, take note now. True, true, and going with yeah. Bournemouth, just saying, big up to David Brooks by beating yeah. Cancer. Okay, and hopefully we're gonna see him on the on the field and beating everyone on the field as he did too with Cancer. Because big up to him, and that's what you need. So to last. Do. Last year, Fulham was relegated, right, mm-hmm. with Scott Parker. Scott Parker went down. Uh, now it's Marco Silva there, but Scott Parker then went over to Bournemouth, and now he has brought Bournemouth up. Um, 
And, you know, this is this is not surprising in the sense of how much money is put into Bournemouth, how much money is put into Fulham. If you mm -hmm. look at the wage bills, they're like astronomically higher than the majority of the championship. Mm -hmm. But w what has been interesting is um, I remember laughing. OK, mm -hmm. I remember laughing like full throated laughing at Bournemouth and Eddie Howe when they signed Dominic Solanke. OK, Jeez. when they signed him for 21 million euros or i think it might have even been pounds okay yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I remember being like liverpool is laughing all the way to the bank um it makes no sense he has proven i mean he's a great prospect but he has proven that he can't you know necessarily score on a consistent basis mm -hmm. and sure enough that whole season in the premier league he was not a premier league striker he was not ready to go he might be coming into his own he might be he has not mm -hmm. been given the credit that he's probably he deserves because uh, Alexander Mitrovic is just setting new records in the championship for Fulham. Mm -hmm. But right behind Mitrovic is Dom Solanke with 29 goals. Uh, and he got Bournemouth to a uh, promotion. Jeez. Okay, a, a automatic promotion. So he absolutely deserves credit. And while I laughed at his transfer there, he could be a very big player for them if he could figure out how to score in the Premier League so next year. Um, rocks to riches. I got to say, I got to say, I wasn't expecting like that. that one. And yeah, I was yeah. one of those people that I was saying yeah. Liverpool got elite business. And hey, but yeah, great. I think he was really good in the under 20 for England, right? Then he was, then he was yeah. like the best player. Of the, he was of a the, Chelsea kid. He, he was a Chelsea kid previous to all that. He went Chelsea to Liverpool. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Got a couple, yeah, got a couple games for Liverpool and just it didn't pan out. And then they sold him for twenty million. And you <laughs> might recall there was another player that did this, mm, Jordan I, I. I yes, yes, yes. Fifteen, right? I think he was. Oh my days, yeah. a winger, but injury prone. That was like Very. I remember that type Sterling or Jordan Ive. That was those mm -hmm. about that. But yeah, you Unreal. said Liverpool. Liverpool had a tough match against Conte. One one Liverpool. I see a lot of people giving hate to Conte. Like, let's be honest, people. If Conte is gonna play the style of play that he wants to play, like he would lose to Liverpool. He knows that, and that's why he played the way he did. But I gotta give big up to Hyung Ming Son with 20 mm -hmm. goals in the Premier League. And no penalties and scoring at Anfield. It had to be Son to break it loose. So big up to him. And yeah, I mean, all result. I have to say is you, you want the easiest bet. You mm. want the easiest bet in the world. Mm. Okay. Put it on Son scoring 20 goals in a season every year. Just look back. The last six years, he has somewhere between like 19 to 22 goals Sheesh. every year, every season. So if you want the best bet next year, Thomas Hill, wherever, wherever you, uh, I don't mm -hmm. even know if that's one, wherever you <laughs> <No> bet, <idea. laughs> put, it, put it on, put it on, uh, son to score 20 because, uh, yeah, I, I knew it was going to happen. Did I think it was going to happen against Liverpool? Mm. Maybe not, but, uh, <laughs> but and too, like in that match, it was Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz was the was difference of just like we were saying in the champions league for Tottenham. If there was no Luis Diaz, maybe they would have lost and a shocker for Conte. And City mm -hmm. would have... City, I think they're going to win the Premier League. Yes, I said it. Man City, I think they're going to win the Premier League. But yeah. Luis Diaz is doing everything he can to keep Liverpool in that title race. And yeah, I say City because of the goal difference. Of, uh, yes. Like I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting Newcastle to lose five goals. But uh, yeah. yeah. Were, were, you ex were you expecting me to disagree with you there? <laughs> Whoa! About, about, Whoa! Liverpool! I... I, I 
I believe I believe Manchester City is going to win as well. Ah, I thought, um, you, I thought you said bottle it. I thought you said I was going to no, say Stevie G doing wonders. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just I don't know, man. I I feel like City is pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I just and I don't I don't blame them. And uh, yeah, it is it is incredibly alarming if things go the way that I expect them to, that. Liverpool will wind up only winning the Carabao Cup this year Ooh. with how how amazing that they have been. Um, I almost feel like that would be just so hard done for Liverpool supporters. But I don't know. I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, I do think Real Madrid has the magic left in them one more time to, to, to get it done in Paris. And then on the Chelsea. flip side, I think Manchester City is so pissed off that they are going to just wipe the opponents like they did today with Newcastle. They're just going to wipe them off the earth uh, for the Cup. remainder of their and games. No, Chelsea FA Cup, sorry. And and Chelsea F- FA Cup. Uh, oh. You th- can, can Liverpool get one there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah, two yeah. titles? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, I believe Liverpool is at least going to get two titles. But I yeah. believe in that Champions League, man. That Champions League. So Liverpool and club yeah. getting Champions League Cup. An FA Cup and second place in a, a thrilling title race against Man City. It's got to be one of the best seasons in the history of football, okay? Liverpool with club. So, big yeah. up on them. Really good. In the Prem, one of the best teams in the history of the Prem. <laughs> one of the best teams. So, Man City and, and Liverpool, huge dynamite. So, put down below, people. Who do you think is going to win the Premier League? And who... Yeah, what's going to happen in those final matches? So, Wonder Kids, any last news with Wonder Kids? Last news with Wonder Kids? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Pedro Porro. I know you wanted to bring him Sheesh. up, right? I got. Well, we got to talk about Fati, man. Ansu Fati. Oh, yeah. Un- there is believable. that. <laughs> there is that. The number yeah. 10 no. that, that Barcelona wants and needs. And we have Laporta after the game saying, we've got our superstar back. And I see Xavi hyped up. And for me, it just shows that Anzu Fati was a big reason why Xavi came to Barcelona, in my opinion. So, like, seeing him perform now, it makes total sense. And I want him to just get rid of those injuries, okay? Because it's something that Enzo Fati can't control. But hopefully, no. Barcelona just gets everything right with everything they can control for that not to happen, man. Because Enzo Fati is a generational talent when he's playing. When he's yeah. playing. And I don't want to lose a world-class player. Yeah. I want to see Fati go, go like to his highest potential, man. So, oh. I, I'm... I'm a hundred percent with you when it comes down to it. I think I just don't know what you do in that situation. I mean, do you do you play him like he's Joel Embiid, where you actually manage his minutes? You know, like do you manage his minutes so that he doesn't get hurt, and then if he gets hurt, like what do you do? Or do you just go balls to the wall and say, mm. you know, he's nine, he's nineteen years old. Yeah, uh, he's gonna his body will work through this. He's still growing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's just keep playing him. And then if you get injured, if you get him injured again, what do you do? I, it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't type exactly. of a situation. But there's one thing for sure. Mm. When Ansu Fati's on the field, something electric is going to happen. And, you know, I'm 100% here for that every time. Even, you know, mm. it, I just, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I want to see him thrive. Mm. I want to see him thrive and thrive consistently. And it just sucks that 
you know, he's one of the best young striking prospects mm-hmm. on the planet right now. And even a guy like Erling Holland mm-hmm. can't keep healthy. Um, I just don't, you know, maybe it's too many games. I don't know what it is. I want to know what other people think it is. Why are these young players getting so injured all the time? True. Or are we just so in tune to the injury no. injuries? Is there just so much sports betting these days that we all know the ins and outs of every player and what happens to them no. that this is not out of the ordinary? It feels out of the ordinary how many of these kids get injured. Mm-hmm. No, Pedri, Pedri but, can't be injured and Fati can't be injured. If if Barcelona yeah. are going to do the Champions League mystique that I see a ton of comments saying next season, yeah. Champions League, watch out for Barcelona. It's for sure with Pedri on the field and with Anzu Fati on the field. Because if those two are healthy and they play yeah. a full season, I can't even imagine what will happen. I can't. And with yeah. Lewandowski being added to that, like I can't. I really can't imagine. So hopefully they get it right with those injuries. And another player, I, I saw a ton of news, and it's understandably so that he's going to lead the club, is Mukoko with Dortmund. And 17-year-old yeah. Mukoko, it's been reported by Sports Build that he's got enough with Dortmund and he doesn't want to stay next season. And it's totally understandable when Dortmund are going to get Karima Adeyemi to replace Erling Haaland. And yeah, a 20-year-old striker, so... For Mukoko, it makes sense to go and find 20. another career. Uh, find a, not a career, find another club. <laughs> not only a twenty, not only a twenty goals or twenty-year-old striker. He's a twenty-plus goal striker mm-hmm. who also was able to get things done in the Champions League. True. Uh, got Salzburg to a place they've never been before, mm-hmm. uh, and all while winning, as expected, their, their cup and their league all over again, and dealing with injuries himself. Um, Adeyemi would be an amazing, amazing um, addition to Dortmund. Mm-hmm. It's just, we all knew that this was going to happen with Mukoko. Mm-hmm. Did we not? True. It was. I that, mean, that we all wanted, yeah, we all wanted him to succeed. But I, I, I always knew, it always felt to me like he was just never going to break through there mm. fully. He was never going to score the goals he needed to, to stay in the 11 uh, or even stay in the 18. And that is born, born fruit this year. But then again, he's injured. Not even when he wasn't injured, he wasn't getting the chances when literally everybody else around him was injured. Holland, Reina, I mean everybody. Um, mm-hmm. So it sucks. I, I will be. Did you say where he might be going? I missed that. No, or, but I think he, we don't know yet. Or he stays in the Bundesliga, or he goes for a hotshot team like Ajax. That's what I'd say. But or, I, the reports are saying that Dortmund does demand. Uh, buyback clause for your 15 20 million so okay. it's more like a loan type if it goes if it goes well but i i gotta say too man mukoko make the right call i think ajax would be unbelievable unbelievable huh. i think it, because mukoko he could go a striker he could go a winger because he's he's, mm-hmm. he's crafty he's he's fast he can get the goal he can cut inside like he's i'm i'm quite surprised honestly i'm quite surprised yeah. from yes he's a lot a lot of hype but he is yeah. a baller, so I, I expect yeah. him to play wherever he goes next, and yeah, he deserves well, it. Well, you know, you know, there is a Dortmund player that uh, seems to be thriving elsewhere in the Bundesliga, mm. um, and I I believe he's playing a role in Eintracht Frankfurt's uh, final yeah, uh, to enough. come up. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see a Mukoku uh, wind up at a Eintracht Frankfurt. Eee, um, great call. It, it, it almost it, it would almost be a great place for him to go, and I'm sure they'd welcome him with open arms. <laughs> 
Um, but hey, I got a I got a crazy story for you before mm. we get any further. I will try and keep it as quick and as succinct as possible. But okay, if you look at Newcastle's Youth Academy, mm-hmm. there's really one player that I would focus on, and that's Elliot Anderson. Okay, he's a 19 year old midfielder. He's been loaned to League Two, uh, a team called Bristol Rovers. All right. Bristol Ro- Rovers, and I bring this up because Elliot Anderson played a role in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bristol Rovers had a five-goal differential, okay? So they needed to make up a plus-five goal differential in order to get above Northampton uh, for a, uh, pr- a playoff. I'm sorry, for a promotion, okay, to League One. First mm-hmm. time in their history if they got it done. Last day of the, the um, season, um, Bristol Rovers goes in. They see that Northampton wins 3-1. to one. So now that is not a five-goal difference. It's a seven-goal difference that they need. Uh, no, it's still five-goal difference. I'm sorry. They now know, I'm sorry, with them winning 3-1, that they have to win 7 nothing or more for them to win. No, well, Elliot Anderson, Elliot Anderson, on this last day, he assists two goals, and no. he scores the seventh goal in the 85th minute for them to win 7 Nothing. What? And they didn't even get they didn't even get to finish the game on time because the fans after the seventh goal was scored, they apparently stormed the stadium because everybody was just shook. Everybody was shook that this team overcame that goal difference goal differential to win their first promotion to League One, um, to get it done on the last game of the season, uh, and do it in such a ridiculously um insane fashion. Uh, and Elliot Anderson was right in the thick of it. Newcastle kid. And you ready for this? Guess who the coach of Bristol Rovers is? Nah, don't, don't, uh, give me a hint. <laughs> okay. Uh, Manchester city, Newcastle, bad boy. Uh, Gareth Barry. Mm, that, hey, that's a great guess. No, it's <laughs> Joey Barton. Oh, okay. Barton. Yes. Barton. Yes. Barry's. <laughs> <laughs> but Bart, oh my days, yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh. So I, you know, we don't. Uh, Elliot Anderson is the 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 wonder kid that ties this all together here. But oh. you have to go. You got to look at the the highlights of this Bristol Rovers oh seven nothing win last match day. You never see this ever. And uh, all I can say is a lot of people in Bristol or wherever Bristol Rovers is. <laughs> They're very happy, and they're likely still not done partying. I didn't know so, about that seven goals is a legit insane, insane goal amazing. tally that you did just to get a promotion. I, so it's why I want. I would love promotion relegation in the United States. I just why doesn't it happen? It, why just, MLS get it done? <laughs> yeah, the U.S. is built on a franchise model, oh. right? So like you pay your way in, and when you pay your way in. No, you know, no billionaire is going to be like, I yeah, guess. relegate me because my team's bad. No, if I go 0 for 16, <laughs> it's because I wanted to go 0 for 16 in the NFL, you know? Um, so whatever. Sorry, didn't mean to get off topic, but that story has been just been sticking in my head the last couple of days and I just needed to bring it up. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Rightfully so. I've got to, I've got to yeah. just say like, I've got to mention Tiago Tomas because what <laughs> a goal that was yeah. against Bayern Munich. Like Tiago Tomas adapting very well, in my opinion, better at Stuttgart than at Sporting. And it's because that style of play in the Bundesliga fits him very, very well. So big up to Tiago Tomas mm-hmm. on loan until 2023 of June. So let's wait and see what's going to happen this summer, if he's going to stay on loan or not. 
And I got to yeah. talk about Chua Manny because Chua Manny, <laughs> I watched Monaco Lille. And yes, Lille didn't have Renat Sanch. That for me was a huge loss for them. But Chua Manny yep. scored two goals and he was doing everything for Monaco to secure a 2-1 win against Lille yeah. in a top two race that is crucial for Monaco uh, to get that win. And with Chua Manny, they did. So that's why I, I feel like any scout watching that has the answer to go get him straight away watching that Lille yeah. game. Like, I really don't think there's any doubts that Chouameni is a player that can play right now for Real, for Liverpool, for United, for City, for wherever, wherever. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, he was, I don't know, like 10 games ago, if you were taking those 10 games as stock, you'd say, okay, he's a defensive specialist. Exactly. Right? He's a shuttler. He can, he can mobilize. He can muck up the, I always say this, but he can do what these defensive midfielders are supposed to do or these yes. ball winners are supposed to do right uh, for some reason yeah for some reason Shuamani said okay well i can also do this <laughs> and he scores those two goals against leal one right. of those was a ridiculous pounder from what 22 yards out 23 mm -hmm. yards out i mean it was insane i to be honest i didn't even know he had that in his toolkit so <laughs> um i think the battle for him mm -hmm. this summer um all i can say is that you better be happy, or at mm. least those that are going to be paying the fee to get Shuamani mm. better be happy that there is no World's Cup this summer because I feel like his price tag would just go up even more after this coming World's Cup. Um, so they better the get Pogba. it done this summer. You think he starts next to Pug with Shuamani? I'm, I'm warming up to that. I'm, I still I am still am of the full-founded belief mm -hmm. that France has to give... I don't care if it's Musa Diaby as mm -hmm. a late sub. I don't care if it's Shuamani mm -hmm. uh, in the midfield. But they need to give Nkunku, Yep, they need to give some of this young blood, um, some of this like mm -hmm. Christopher Nkunku can disappear in a game and then score the 85th and 87th minute winner in any game he's in. Right? He he's great on set pieces. There's just so much that he can offer. the The issue is is that when you have a World Cup winner, mm -hmm. it virtually or it feels like it virtually cements a lot of names in an 18 and then if it doesn't work yeah and if it doesn't work out mm -hmm. you get you get deadpanned for not using those 18 you know trusty fellas uh, that won you the world's cup but they're gonna need um Even to overcome the curse yes kamavinga exactly that's why i was thinking of more than Nkunku. Mm -hmm. kamavinga shuamani Diaby and Nkunku are four that I think should be on the roster. Uh, Diaby probably won't be, mm -hmm. but he is one that I think has been consistent. He's taken a step forward for Leverkusen this year, mm -hmm. and I think he would be like a great late winger to put on, uh, or you know, somebody to be there that can pick up if Usmani Dembele goes down with a busted leg like happens every no five games. Virts. And with no more Virts, uh, Diaby had to pull yeah. the strings because I'm I'm surprised with people often like would would just label him as a fast-paced winger that just mm -hmm. the, the, does the runs does what he's got to do but he creates he creates yeah. a lot a lot so people I think Musa Diaby is yeah. uh, not like Leon Bailey I feel like he's not gonna flop the next place he's gonna go no. in my no. opinion so whoever gets him do not to get, I feel I feel like that worry that they had with Bailey they don't need to have with Diaby because Diaby, no. I feel like he's different breed. And you mentioned a ton of French players. 
And I want to mention the Wonder Kids. I just, I just ended off by saying yeah. that there is a release clause, okay? And I don't feel like it's the best career decision for Michael Olise. But mm. I don't think Michael Olise is going to stay this summer, after this summer at Crystal Palace. Because he's got a £35 million release clause. And I think that is going to be chat an awful lot. And someone will get him after this season's performances. That were really, really good. Okay, Michael, yeah. Olise. But for me, yeah. I'd stay another season at Crystal Palace. But, I would too. But, I would too. It's kind of like I would love to see Fabio Carvalho stay one more season at Fulham mm. in the Prem. Uh, I know it's probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel that exact same way. Okay, Olise, maybe get him picked up by a bigger club. Eight. Eight million turned into thirty-five. That's not not a bad return for Palace. <laughs> True. Um, and then get him loaned back for for the coming year, and and blood him in the Premier League again. Get him a full season because he was injured uh, early on in the season. But yeah, Olise is a great shout, and he's one. Uh, while I think Cucurella has been better, he's he's definitely <laughs> up there for for newcomer of the year this year. Um, so. But, yeah, okay. put down below, yeah. people. Who do you think is the best newcomer of the year? And say it, Cucurella, Oli, Scopel, with those predictions. Any, any last yeah, mention, Bretton? Well, quick mention to, uh, are we moving on or are we done? Because we got to mention uh, just a couple yes. league winners, yes. right? Okay. Oh, you definitely. I'm going to first mention Nantes, okay? Mm -hmm. Nantes is a team that last year almost got relegated. Mm -hmm. It you might you recall everybody probably knows this name. If mm -hmm. you play FM, you definitely know know this name. Um, <laughs> but Albin Lafont is their captain as of late, and he's their goalkeeper. Albin Lafont is still only 23 years old, and in my mind, he is still one of the best young goalkeepers on the planet. Um, and they had a pretty decent year in League One after narrowly surviving relegation last season. They go into the Coupe de France final against Nice and Christophe Gaultier, and they get it done. Alban Lafont gets it done, and it's their first cup win or their first trophy in 20-plus years. So I just want to say kudos to, uh, to Nantes for that. Um, and then we got to go over to Switzerland, yes. or Switzerland pretty quickly uh, because FC Zurich won their first title in 13 years. Um, and while we can sit here and say that we know a lot about Swiss football, we don't, but what I do know, what I do know is I love, love Willy Nanto, an 18 year old that was with Inter Milan who wound up, I think scoring eight goals and seven starts for them this season. Um, if you're going to watch a team or you're going to watch a player for a team, um, it is not necessarily, uh, the, the, the um the cool thing to do to leave Inter Milan to mm. leave Syria to to go to the Swiss Super League um and make your name by helping a team win its first title in 13 years and yet Willie Ananto and I, I might be saying his, saying his name wrong he's doing it for them so FC Zurich those are two I knew we probably wouldn't get to if I didn't force him in there because um it's just cool it's cool and new names yeah and you said it and I gotta talk about it like. Porto winning the league. Sorry for all the Porto fans. I gotta mention it. 30th yeah. win in the league. And that match, man, that last winner against <laughs> against Benfica, Nelouch, yeah. to manage to do to win the league against your biggest rivals. Big up to Porto. And Sergio Conceição, okay? Yes. Five years, yeah. okay, already at, at, at Porto. He's got three league titles, 
one taça de Portugal, and let's be honest, mm -hmm. Porto has stayed at the top and are, are at the top with great management of Sergio Conceição. And even yeah. before this season, I would be judgmental of Sergio Conceição not playing the youth, but after this season, I cannot say that anymore because he played yeah. Vitinha and Fabio Vieira throughout the season, which were crucial for Porto to win the league. So big up to those two players. And I'm going to say a prediction just ended up too. Sergio yep. Conceição will be coaching in Serie A in the next two, three years. Do I know okay. where? I don't. But he's no. for sure going to go to Italy after Porto because, yeah, the market, the, the, they for sure love a coach like him. Great management, yeah. makes all the decisions, plays in a good style of play for Italian football. Former player in, in Italy. So he's got history. He knows the managers. He knows the people involved in Italian football. So I for sure expect Sergio Cossesan to go. And yeah, I had to. Big up to Porto, man. Big up to Porto. Yeah. And, and man, today uh, it, it's... I'll be interested to see what happens with mm. the, the guys that he brought along and gave chances this year. The Vitinhas, right? Mm -hmm. The uh, the uh, Jao Marios. Um, uh, who's the? Uh, yeah, you, I mean, Fabio you can Vieira. say him a whole lot better than me. Fabio Vieira, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but really, what it comes down to for me, I, I'm all about. For some reason, on this episode, episode 55, I am all about the feels. Uh, I got my Jose Mourinho feels. I got my Mark Cucurella scoring his first Premier League goal feels, and I got the father-son feels oh, of yeah. Sergio and Chico, uh, you know, hugging it out afterwards, tears in both of their eyes, getting it done together. I mean, that makes that. I mean, that's awesome. That's what that's LeBron awesome. James I, I wants no it to, to happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what Francisco Sissou and Sergio Sissou did is the dream of they LeBron James. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. It is. It is probably for every uh, every father who's football mad and then coaching. Um, it's just. Really, really, really cool. Um, now, we'll see what happens uh, with all those guys next year because those are four ballers, right? Those are four young, mm -hmm. like really, play. really talented ballers. Vitinha yeah, I, I know you've been you've been saying that, and it'll be interesting. I'll be watching him <laughs> with bated breath uh, over the coming months because he's one he's one that could do some damage elsewhere. And especially when a World Club uh, World Cup is hitting in December, you got a bunch of these players that. If Vitinha's going to get that spot, he's for sure. I think he's going to. But let's wait and happen. Yeah. Put that below. What do you think is going to happen uh, with Vitinha, Fabio Vieira, all these Portuguese youngsters? And go, Paul, give your thoughts too on the Porto title winning. And, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. I, yeah, no. And I got to I gotta give just one more shout out before we end this. Yes. Um, Celtic has not won yet. <laughs> but they're ba they basically won. And yes, Jota. Um, but, but not just Jota. Mm. I don't, I only know this guy as big Ange. Okay. Mm. Because he's, he's a bigger soul. Um, I, I don't know how to say his last name cause it's Greek. He's like Greek and Aussie, um, Ange Posta, Postacoglu. Mm. Okay. He's the, he's the manager. He's the manager for Celtic. Okay. <laughs> so he, t he took over this team essentially after Rangers sent, you know, won the SPFL title, mm -hmm. uh, ended their bid to win. I believe it was 10 in a row, um, for, uh, for the SPFL titles. Mm -hmm. And this guy goes in there instead of like buying the best talent in the SPFL, which is essentially what normally happened with Celtic teams. True. Okay. He, he goes, okay, where did I come from? I came from Yokohama. Right. First yes. off, the the stones for them to hire 
a J League um, manager. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone deserves a pat on the back in the front office of Celtic because that is that takes that takes some um, real uh, grit to do that. Um, but not only that, Big Ange comes in and he brings in Kyogo Furuhashi. He brings in Daisen Maeda. He brings in Ryo Hatate. He brings in uh, Yosuke Idiguchi, who is yet to really have an impact. He brings in all these players from what he knows. He transplants them to the SPFL, and somehow he then translates the play. Lyle Labada from Israel. You've got uh, Jota from Portugal. And he brings in this cultural melting pot, melds it up in Scotland, and they are on the, the verge of winning... And, and winning back the title um, from Rangers. So uh, I, they're definitely one of the more interesting teams to watch due to their makeup. But what he has gotten them to do is even more impressive because you do that in any of the games, whether it's FIFA career mode or if, if football manager, they tell you there's too much roster turnover and your team winds up finishing dead last. But Furuhashi's got 17 goals. Meta, seven goals. Hatate, four goals, three assists, and 15 appearances. And he's one of my favorite players on that team. I just love what he's doing there. So shout out to Celtic for all the good stuff that you guys deserve right now. With a team that I'm sure all of you would have looked at and said, this is not a team I would have ever expected Celtic to have at any point. And uh, here it is. Uh, so anyway, and, and true. And when you have the the brother, like the brother, no, the rival of Celtic doing going to yeah. a Europa League final, it's great to see like Celtic fans having something to hope on, and to clinch on, and getting seven million for Jota, seven yeah. million for Jota. I am sure you're gonna get a next transfer fee that is definitely gonna put a good smile on those Celtic owners because yeah, he will okay. not leave Celtic for seven million. Starboy no. Jota, great shout at the end. So people, put down yeah. below what you think is gonna happen with this rivalry of Celtic and Rangers, and go yes. bold. Uh, if we missed <laughs> anything on episode fifty-five. Put that below in the comment section. Do not forget to like this video. It's a huge help for me and Bretson. Because if you're here and you really like our content, and subscribe to yeah. our YouTube channel. Oh my days. <laughs> and- that was long. <laughs>